Hey ghouls and gals, thanks for tuning in. I'm Cat Commander, and I wanted to try something a little spooky today. This story does have true crime elements, but seemingly something strange and disturbing is going on. These victims are not black or brown. However, I thought the mystery aspect of this may interest some of you. Also, some trigger warnings. There are murdered children, and these stories do include a lot of sexual assault. Today, we're encountering evil on Flinders Highway, also known as the Highway of Death and located in Australia, this secluded highway goes from Townsville to Mount Isa in North Queensland and goes on for about 559 miles. Dating back to the 1970s, strange and unusual things have happened here, like hitchhikers vanishing without a trace, children being murdered, and even bodies being found under the bridges. Many believe this highway is cursed. The first event was on August 26, 1970, when five-year-old Susan McKay and her seven-year-old sister Judith went missing while waiting for the school bus on Ross River Road. A search for the little girls began after they failed to return home from school. Unfortunately, the girls' bodies were found August 27th in Antill Creek, 16 miles southwest of Townsville. Susan was found first, and a trail of bloody footprints from her body led searchers to Judith's body. It was theorized that Judith had run while Susan was being killed, and she was chased down. An autopsy revealed that Susan had been raped, strangled, and stabbed three times in her chest. Judith had also been raped and stabbed three times in her chest, but the cause of death was the fact that she was buried alive and drowned in the sand. Their school uniforms, straw hat, and shoes were beside them, with each shoe containing a neatly folded sock, while their uniforms were folded neatly inside of their school bags. I can't even begin to fathom what these little girls went through. They're five and seven. And even their parents, like, how do you even move forward after something like this happens to you? It's just disgusting. And how does someone do that to a child? Obviously, you're fucking sick, but it's just like, I don't even know what to say. There were multiple witnesses that said they saw the little girls. One witness saw the girls talking to a man in a car at the bus stop at around 8.10 a.m. And then, just after 11 a.m., our car pulled into a service station 53 miles south of Townsville. The driver went inside, and the gas station attendant recalls the two girls in the car, one saying, are we there yet? Followed by the other asking, when are you going to take us to our mommy? You promised you were going to take us to our mommy. Several other witnesses reported the girls being driven around in a car, and two other witnesses later reported seeing a man walking toward the car from the direction of the murder scene at around 1 p.m. that day. Most of the witnesses claimed the car was an F.J. Holden, 
but several others said it was a blue Fox Hill Victor with a strange colored driver's door. Even with all of that, the case still went cold until about 1998, when a woman called Crime Stoppers, claiming she was suspicious of a man called Arthur Stanley Brown. He was a known pedophile, and she said she was one of his victims. Brown actually confessed that he killed the little girls to some of his friends, but they thought it was a joke and they dismissed him. One friend actually did report him to the police, but they didn't take him seriously. And see, to me, that seems really strange. Like, what would be the joke of murdering and sexually assaulting children? Like, what's the punchline? What makes it funny? And this case was still unsolved up to until this point. So why would a guy go to the police and say this if, it, if he wasn't serious? In late 1998, Arthur Brown was charged with 45 counts of sexual assault and rape of six children, ranging from ages 3 to 10. And he was charged for the murders of Susan and Judith McKay. He went on trial on October 18, 1999, and due to circumstantial evidence, there was a hung jury. And in 2000, it was decided that he was unfit to stand trial due to dementia, and all the charges were dropped. He later died in 2002 at age 90, never to be convicted or jailed for any of his crimes. Two years later, in July of 1972, 18-year-old Robin Hoynville Bartram and 19-year-old Anita Cunningham were hitchhiking to Bowen to see Anita's mother when they disappeared on Flinders Highway. They were last seen leaving Pinland Hotel, but never made it to Charters Tower, which was their next destination. On November 15th of that same year, Robin's body was found buried in a grave under a bridge on Flinders Highway, about 40 miles from Charters Towers. She had been sexually assaulted and shot twice in her head by a 22 caliber rifle, and Anita's body has never been found. Till this day, this case remains unsolved. I understand this is a huge highway, like almost 600 miles, but I would be totally terrified if I lived in Australia and I heard these stories, and I would completely avoid this highway at all costs. It sounds fucking terrifying. On July 29th, 1975, 18-year-old Catherine Graham was going door-to-door -door selling books. At about 8.19 p.m., she called her mom from a payphone saying she was getting a strange stare from an unnamed man. The following day, her badly beaten body was discovered in a shallow grave on Antill Creek, just a six-minute walk from where the McKay sisters were discovered five years before. She had been raped, her murder has never been solved. Now it's October of 1978, and 23-year-old Karen Edwards, 31-year-old Gordon Twaddle, and Timothy Thompson have all gone missing near Mount Isa while they were on a motorcycle trip. 
A witness saw them get into a Toyota Land Cruiser with a man they had befriended on October 5th. And they left their motorcycles and dog at the campsite, believing they would return. The following day, their belongings and Tim's dog were found in a local dump. The dog was alive and later adopted. Sometime later, on October 24th, 1978, a man found Karen's body propped up against a tree just six miles from Mount Isa. And later, authorities discovered Tim and Gordon against different trees that had all been shot by a 22 caliber rifle. A man named John Preston was found with Tim's motorbike, but said he found it and was only taken in for theft. Then, 40 years later, that same man, John Preston, who was now a retired police chief, was charged with their murders in 2019. But he was released on bail in 2020 with claims the officers exaggerated evidence. Now, 20-year-old Tony Jones vanished on November 3, 1982, near Antill Creek, while traveling with his brother Tim. They usually traveled with Tony hitchhiking and Tim riding his motorbike, and they typically communicated by calling family and leaving messages for one another. Their parents sent Tony $150 to split with Tim once they met up, and he phoned their father telling him he was going to meet Tim in Mount Isa, but never showed. None of his bank accounts were ever used. Tony's backpack, gun, and Tony were never seen again. In September of 2009, Police Sergeant Michael Isles has disappeared on his way to a training course. One of the guns from his home was missing and a note suggesting suicide was found. His car was later discovered on a deserted property off Flinders Highway. And inside was his police uniform in an empty shotgun cartridge, but his shotgun and body were never found. On December 21st of 2017, Reese Kearney stopped at Ravenshoe Roadhouse and Charters Tower to fill up his motorcycle. He had taken his mother's bike after one of his good friends passed away and he was really upset and needed some time to think. It is believed that he went to go visit his brother. The motorcycle was later discovered on February 8th at Tresla Towers and Reese hasn't been seen since. On December 21st, 2017, Reese Kearney stopped at Ravenshoe Roadhouse and Charters Towers to fill up his motorcycle. He'd actually taken his mother's bike after attending the funeral of one of his good friends. He then smashed his cell phone and it is believed he was going to go visit his brother. The motorcycle was later discovered on February 8th at Testra Tower and Reese hasn't been seen since. Finally, on December 31st, 2017, 22-year-old Jaden Pino Thompson was riding with a friend on the way to Cairns. They got into a fight at around 3 a.m. and Jaden hopped out of the car and told his friend to leave him alone. Then he stormed off. His friend left but later came back to look for him. He initially wasn't even reported missing because his friends and family assumed he had caught a ride and didn't want him to get in trouble because he had drugs with him. I know hindsight is 2020, 
but never ever leave your friends i understand he was mad but it's dark it's cold and he's alone there was a massive ground and air search for reese but they never found him he seems to just have disappeared into thin air the police do not believe these strange cases are all the cause of one person and for numerous reasons the first being the age range is too broad spanning from 5 up until 58 and the fact that both genders are included another thing is the manners in which these people have died or the way they've disappeared also these cases span over decades the only thing connecting them is the long stretch of the highway of death what do you guys think is it serial killers or does something about this unusual highway have something deeper and more sinister if you like what you hear be sure to give us a follow on instagram at encountering underscore evil and hit the bell so you never miss an episode stay tuned and don't forget to look behind you